0: This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Backpackers, Bird Shooter here. And tonight on the show, the camel joins me in the studio to discuss the Suwannee River section of the Florida Trail, which we hiked this week in the northern panhandle of the state. If you're not familiar with the Suwannee, it is a 246-mile river that begins in the Okefenokee Swamp in south Georgia and ends at the Gulf of Mexico in Florida. And on our trip, we hiked 34 miles, moving downstream and east to west on the Suwannee, from the town of White Springs to Gibson County Park, a uh, section of the Florida Trail that is frequently mentioned as a favorite among backpackers and is a drier portion of the Florida Trail in the winter months. In the show, we discussed the dark tannin waters and white sand beaches of the river, the springs and sinkholes along the Florida Trail, some history of the area, and how this section of the trail was surprisingly challenging despite the biggest climb being only 80 feet at Devil's Mountain. Here is episode 92. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bird Shooter, and we are hot off the trail. We literally just got back from a, um, I guess it turned into a four-day venture on the Florida Trail, right? Indeed, we did. And in the studio tonight, I have Roger, a.k.a. the Camel.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Welcome to Bird Shooter Studios, Ken. I
1: never knew it was here. <laughs> Been down here many times, but
0: never in here. Well, it's, it's a new thing in the last few years, but uh, you know, glad we could catch you in a studio recording finally. Um, so you, first of all, I have to give you some kudos because you left how much snow in Hayes, North Carolina?
1: There was about seven inches on the ground, and it was eighteen degrees when I
0: left. Oh, only seven inches, because some of the areas up there got blasted with a foot and a half of snow, right?
1: The lower elevation, strangely enough, got twelve to fourteen inches, hmm. and just where we were higher up, we got like seven or eight inches.
0: Yeah, we—I was uh, in Panther Town right before we went on our Florida trail trip, and uh, it was—it was a foot and a half deep in snow there, so. um Exciting hiking there in the winter, but uh, teed us up perfectly to head south and hit the Florida Trail. I was not upset, believe me. (laughs) Uh, You know, we didn't really have warm weather, though. We hit the Panhandle area. Um, I mean, mean, we were mostly, what, uh, we're talking nighttime, high 30s, low 40s, daytime, upper 50s, low 60s, but I'm guessing that was a little warmer than your hometown area. I was
1: doing 14 to 18 degrees at night and maybe getting to freezing point during the day. So you were happy
0: to be in Florida, is what I'm hearing. It
1: felt pretty darn good.
0: (laughs) Well, for the listeners, um, we decided to do a section of the Florida Trail uh, around the Suwannee River. And we hiked east to west, uh, about 34 miles. And we started at a place called White Springs, Florida. It's an actual town, and then we finished at a county park, uh, Gibson County Park. So, uh, Campbell, thank you for joining in that venture. It made it much more fun.
1: It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure.
0: We did have uh, the operator with us, too. You might have heard him on uh, some podcasts past, but uh, we owe you a little background here on, on this section of trail. First of all, let's talk about the Swanee. Um, what was the first thing that you noticed when we got on the swanee there, Camel? Um, Obviously, the tanning in the river
1: and how sedate it was. It's not like the rivers up where I live, which have got rapids and, you know, large downfall. It's Everywhere's flat there, so it just goes meandering mi- on on its... Merry Way.
0: I mean, it's pretty clear though that that river can get pretty nasty at times, right? Because we saw some houses along the river that were, I don't know, twelve feet high on stilts, basically, to because of the flooding. I think they were higher than that. I, you, I think you're right, actually. I mean, yeah, for sure, they were probably double that. But it looked like the water level was the water level
1: was probably twelve foot high on the yeah, uh,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, there were some pretty impressive, um, very nice houses along that river. Uh, although, not to give the listeners the impression that you're hiking near houses all the time, because that would be inaccurate, but there are a few sections where you go through some river cottages, basically, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're really nice. It's uh, They're done right, and uh, they're on stilts, and they're probably 20-odd, maybe 30 feet above the bank, and then they're on 20-foot foot, stilts, and you could see the tide mark halfway up them, so... I have no idea how far it floods inland as it's all that flat.
0: It's it's got to go pretty far and, and and to give the listeners a fair assessment of the um of, of the the they're not really cabins. They some of those were pretty mac daddy houses, right? Yep, big time. Um but let's let's give them a little background on the uh the Swanee River itself. So the Suwannee River actually starts in the Yoki Kanofi swamp, which were overdue for a kayaking trip there, right?
1: I've been there, and, yeah, I don't know. It's like there's some big old alligators in well,
0: there. Well, I was just thinking that. Maybe canoe would be safer. You you wouldn't have to worry about an alligator coming across your kayak, right? I don't I know. know. They they knock you straight out of a canoe as well with that tail. Well, that's an adventure uh, that has yet to be done, but I know it's on our, on our it's, uh, planner. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, the, uh, the Suwannee River is basically going to run 266 miles from the Oki Kanofi Swamp all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, which we visited too. That was your first time to the Gulf? Uh, Second, I swam with the manatees, but that
1: was many years ago. Nice. Well, your return trip. Yes.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll talk about how we finished our adventure at the Gulf here in a minute. But um, I do want to give some ups to a YouTuber by the name of Jason Wish because jason had a really good video on this section of trail we were looking for a hike on the florida trail and um, of some of the videos i've seen this seemed to be a section that was first of all within good distance from atlanta where i live Uh, although you did make a six hour trip to get to me thank you for that Uh, but also it was only about four hours south of here so it was pretty easy for us to get to a lot of the videos i saw of some of the sections further south looked really swampy and camel would you have been excited to hike in water to your knees for miles at a time ankles and knees but you know in that area well number one with the temperature
1: at 40 degrees who wants to wade through water at 40 degrees and then try and warm up before you go to bed well this is south florida so it probably would have been warmer but um well if it's warmer then you got snakes and leeches.
0: Oh, I, you know, one of the videos that I watched, which was Homemade wonderlust, and some of the listeners probably have seen some of her videos, she got leeches on her feet. And uh, she was also worried about the cottonmouth, which is a poisonous steak, too. So, And she had a lot of video of alligators, which it all kind of sounds cool, but we opted for a much drier route. I think that's the message here. It
1: is a great
0: talk after you've done it but not during (laughs) yeah probably so we we went for a section that was um just south of georgia in the panhandle of florida and um this section as i said earlier starts at white spring um to give you a little more detail the river runs 266 miles all the way to the gulf but there's a river trail section that runs 171 miles and there's a lot of people that The canoe that will do that section some interesting little river campsites on the way that we can talk about later um but in our case we were hiking a section of the florida trail that followed the river our goal was basically to start at white springs go to gibson county park and do the 34 mile section but we had a little hiccup um first of all we should talk about the shuttle do you want to comment on the shuttle there uh camel guy was nice as pie uh
1: i guess he was the resident caretaker at gibson state park and uh we drove in there and uh he had a interesting looking van (laughs) (laughs) i'm not entirely sure sure what he was converting it into
0: (laughs) so it was it was actually gibson county park and uh the, the caretaker of the park, the host, was a guy named Johnny, and we actually found him after uh, we tried to go through American Canoe Adventures, who apparently does some shuttles in the area, but it sounded like his wife was sick with, with COVID, and so he was not able to do the shuttle at the time. But um, he shuttled us to a trailhead, which we thought was on the Florida trail side of the Swanee River, and do you want to take it from there, Camel? Uh, yes, we
1: uh, decided that we could go it do a little bit shorter trip so that we could put some mileage in that day. So instead of going to White Springs, we'd knock six miles off the trail. So with gut hook and GPS, we went up various dirt roads through the pine barrens. And ended up at the river, unpacked, and uh, went down to the river and, to our horror, found out that we were at the wrong side of the river and there was no way to get across.
0: That was a problem. Thank, thank God for Guthook, which is now called um, Far Out, by the way. Uh, and for those of you that haven't used Guthook, he um, has created, which is now a full-time job for him obviously in company a uh, outstanding app that allows you to track uh, hiking on most of the major long distance trails but um it quickly showed us that we were on the wrong side of the river although we had some gps coordinates for the trailhead that just didn't seem to jibe with where we were and that was a problem
1: uh yes a very big problem
0: fortunately we were able to get uh the camp host johnny on the phone And he quickly came back to us. I think he'd only been gone maybe two, three, four, five minutes before he realized we were on the wrong side of the river. And uh, got us back on the right side of the river to White Springs, which is where we ended up starting our hike, right? Yes. Um, Do you remember the history of White Springs? You you had a chance to see it, right? Yeah, it
1: was uh, kind of the same as Suwannee Springs. It it was a therapeutic... Uh, spring back in the day that in the Victorian era, everyone came down to uh, to bathe in the healing waters
0: that 's right, and actually, to take it beyond that, um, the Indians used to use it, and apparently, there was an Indian tribe on one side of the river and another Indian tribe on the other side of the Suwannee and they didn 't get along as is, is common sometimes you know between different tribes, and they um, fought frequently but if one of the indian tribes was in the in the spring or the other was that was a neutral zone there was no fighting and so apparently they shared it and that was before the you know obviously the settlers came through too but uh, unfortunately it was closed when we were there right yeah and
1: uh we did have a chance to kind of look over and look into it and uh, it's not somewhere I would like to bathe in at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you have this vision of these white springs being uh, magical and bubbling. and
1: uh... Yeah, you're, you're bubbling in champagne or something. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is not the case. No, it
0: looked kind of gnarly, actually. But we got kind of briefly rerouted around the spring, and we went through, um, through a state park that was nearby. And started our hike, and then we did um, about six and a half miles that first day. But, you know, before we get into the actual hike itself, I just want to say we looked at various sections of the Florida Trail that we could hike. And I shared some video with you, and um, we decided that we would partake in a much drier section, right? Well, it is January. Who wants to walk in knee-deep water in January? Yeah, even though it was a lot further south, and I think we're talking about the Cypress area, Um it it did not look appealing to me at all right so no. the great the great thing about the Swanee river section it's pretty dry and um you you know you're essentially following the river so that seemed a lot more appealing at this time of year which we should also discuss january and february are really the um they're kind of the go-to months to the dry season yeah once you get into march and april there's a lot more flooding and um obviously if you're in the middle of summer it's going to be insanely hot mos- mosquitoes everywhere and buggy and even spring in the fall like if you're early fall it could probably get pretty hot right yeah so i think probably january february are the prime times to hike the florida trail wouldn't you agree i
1: was absolutely amazed there was no insects absolutely amazed
0: yeah we had zero i didn't i didn't think i had a single bug that attacked me
1: i have more up by me i go fly fishing and we see the bugs out all the time that's what we fly
0: fish. Mm.
1: There wasn't any. It's
0: yeah, there, re- there really wasn't, actually. You know, the thing that I also noticed, though, and in, 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 this is Jason Wish's video that was online, was that he had similar weather, but it was also predicted he had 100% chance of rain. We had 80% chance of rain, and we did get rain, but it was really, really, really light rain. Yes, right? it was just sporadic Showers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if... I mean, you could definitely call it rain. There was times I had my rain jacket on. I mean, once you were in the, the tree canopy, you couldn't even feel it. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think I hike with my rain jacket more than an hour, maybe the whole time. I'd mine off in 30 minutes. Mm. So that was interesting. Now, I'm not sure it would be that way in the spring or fall, but, you know, that was the case for us. So for the listeners, there is basically a couple a couple wilderness areas that you go through. You go through the Suwannee River wildlife management district and you also go through the holton creek conservation area and the holton creek area i found extremely remote i shouldn't say extremely but more remote than probably the uh wildlife management area but they were both pretty pretty remote really i mean you know there were times that you had some brief encounters with civilization but but certainly not a ton you know you're following the orange blazes the florida trail is marked orange there's an few occasional blue blazes but um do you want to comment uh just you know when we first hit the trail we're leaving we're basically leaving white springs we we go through the little state park there we're on the trail initially and you know your first your first few moments on the trail what 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 do you think the experience is like camel
1: um i I mean hiking where we usually do in the smokies north south carolina georgia Now, I mean, totally different vibe with the sawgrass and everything. Uh, The trail was, you know, obviously flat. But there was a lot of uh, gullies and streams you had to drop up and down on. I mean, they're only 15, 20 feet down, but some of them were kind of steep. But I must admit, the trail was extremely well marked you'd be hard-pressed to get lost on
0: it. Very hard-pressed. Ag- agreed. I mean, big, big ups to the Florida Trail Conference. Yes. I mean, they did a phenomenal job marking the trail. Now, we were using Hook, which has recently been renamed Far Out, and there were a couple times that I actually needed Hook to um, figure out where I was. One of those was when we reached the US 129 bridge, which was kind of confusing. We can talk about that in a second. Uh, and the other was when I hit the Holton Creek River Camp, and I was just going through a camp where there were some um, shelters and things, and it just got a little confusing. But for the most part, I mean, um, we—I don't think we had any any period of time where there was any confusion on where we were hiking, and no. there were there were how many blowdowns did you see on that trail?
1: That was virtually nothing. You, you, if there was one, it had already been cut
0: and removed. Phenomenal, job florida trail club for the work on the trail because i i saw very few blowdowns tons of blazes um they've done a marvelous job and we haven't talked about some of the campsites they created they had a couple campsites early on when our first probably six miles with uh you know proper fire rings and uh wood seating and um they were in kind of you know nice places not far from the river they were they
1: were they were really cool but uh they weren't far enough in. And, yeah,
0: uh, they, they didn't meld well with our distance. But I will say that uh, the beach campsites awesome. were unbelievable. Awesome. First of all, do you want to talk about the beaches? Because somebody's going to hear beach. They're not going to think about this like beautiful white sand, right? It's, it's about as white as it gets. How many beach campsites that were unbelievable did we walk up on? I mean, it was ridiculous, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we
1: camped on something really special. But there Uh, were so
0: many opportunities. I mean, we just, you know, we're doing, you know, in our 34-mile hike, there was, you know, we, we, uh, we couldn't camp every beach, right? There were just tons of them, though. Yeah, I
1: mean, if you held out, if you had an hour till dark and you wanted to go on till you got something really cool, you would find it
0: yeah and the you know the other thing to state too is that um even though we only did about six miles, I mean the train is fairly flat, you're only going up thirty forty feet each time, and that's max maybe twenty thirty but it is you know over the course of a long period of time, you are getting a little bit of elevation there. We settle on a beach the first night, which is phenomenal. You want to comment on that i
1: I don't think you could find anything better.
0: It was amazing. We're on a bend of the river. We've got the sun going down, like a little point, you know, where we could have a little campfire. And uh, uh, unbelievable, one of many beaches that we could have done that. Yeah, I mean, th- but
1: this was probably the biggest that we found. It, I mean, it, it was just
0: dumb luck, basically. But and it wasn't marked on uh, on Gut Hooks Far Out app, right? Like, so we didn't even know it was there. We just we were at a point where one of our uh, hiking buddies, the operator was in a situation where he just could go no further, right?
1: He uh somewhat overpacked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would agree, he overpacked and uh to the point where he had to leave some things behind at an access point that we could come back and get because he just he was suffering, right? Oh, he was hating life. He was definitely hating life, uh miserable. I think unfortunately he probably had a 60 plus pack oh he did who packs that way anymore ah
1: well i'm pretty dumb but mine was mine was not quite that heavy
0: yeah and we've been out with uh, the operator before i'm surprised he packed so heavily but but he did and we got over it we ended up having a great night that night i mean beautiful night we still had good weather at that point oh
1: it was awesome watching the sun go down on that bend in the river
0: and and nice. that's that's one of those things too where you almost pull, pull short and camp at a campsite that was inferior that was marked on on the Gut Hook app that uh, we nearly camped at and we decided to push on slightly and thank God we did right oh yeah
1: it was uh, yeah it we, was like we, night and day between the two
0: we would have been kicking ourselves had we not moved on but day two is not as generous to us right um, we get we get some light rain. Uh, we basically had what 80 percent chance of rain that day and we did get rain but it was was it ever an issue for you
1: no uh yeah I I started off with my rain jacket and everything on and within half an hour everything was off again and you're in and out of the tree canopy so you don't really get anything anyway
0: yeah and this is January February I mean I'm sure in the you know, the rainy season, it could be totally different. Oh, yeah, the but, uh, storms with the humidity. I agree. Yeah, but we were lucky in that regard. Um, did we talk about the color of the water, though? Because you're obviously treating your water. And um, I, I guess I knew because I'd watched the uh, Jason Wish video that, you know, the, the typical filters like the Sawyer Squeeze and, um, you know, the other one we were using, they don't totally get the color out. Oh, it was like weak tea. It was it was basically a colostomy bag, right? I that mean, is exactly what it looked like. But, I mean, was it a little hard for you to get used to drinking water that looked like it was a colostomy bag?
1: Uh, Not
0: in the slightest. Not when I'm thirsty and it tastes good. Yeah, it tasted totally normal, man. I, I totally agree. Um, So we had an awesome first day great weather we get rained on the second day and man the second day was a slog right i mean i think we went like 14 miles the second day yeah it's uh
1: back in the day which would be 30 years ago that might not have been a problem but yeah i'm uh a month away from my 61st birthday
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we were carrying too much stuff too
1: oh heavens
0: yeah so let let me ask you this question though because the 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 conception would be that the Florida Trail would be very flat. What would your response to be there?
1: Oh, it's flat, but then there's lots of gullies and creeks that you have to cross. So it's flat, then you drop down 20, 30 feet, up 20, 30 feet, then you go another quarter of a mile, go inland where there's a creek, drop down, drop up,
0: and uh, some of the stuff is a bit squirrely. Well, so, and I think we saw this in the in the Jason Wish video, right? Now, you know, he was saying the same thing. Yeah, it's flat, and yeah, it's a lot easier than hiking in, you know, major mountains. But you're still you're still going up and down. And you're still hiking distance. All the
1: time. All the time.
0: And our biggest climb was Devil's Mountain. That was on day two. 80 feet. So, yeah, I know the listeners are going to laugh. If you're from the West Coast, any, any or the Rockies, you're going to laugh that the biggest climb was 80 feet. But it was. Um and it wasn't a big deal. I don't think any of us were particularly tired after Oh after it. N-
1: No, but it, it was, was kind of, they could have put steps or something in in places. It, it was just like
0: dirt where it, it fell out. It, it was kind of, it could have been done a little better. You know, kind of cool when you got at the top, though, and there was like, it looked like a tree farm, basically, and all those trees that were, you know, kind of spaced yeah, out. Yeah, and everything. the palmetto's there. Yeah, totally,
1: man. But it's just totally weird out of the whole place, there was just one little hill. And then, of course, then you had to go down again, and then you're just in the flat plain again. Yeah. It, it was, like, bizarre that this place was even there.
0: Well, on day two, we also hit, um, after Devil's Mountain, we hit the, uh, the only shelter I saw on the trail, which, again, it was, for whatever reason, it was not on the Guthook Far Out app. But apparently hikers can use it and I, I don't know if it's been officially authorized but that was well what else would it be for well that yeah, that's what i saw on the video that uh, that jason wish had had uh, posted but um it would have been really nice to stop there right like you and i took a long break there we waited for the operator to catch up who yep. was feeling a lot better on day 2 but was still um lagging a little bit behind us i would say right yeah um, any comments on the shelter though? That was kind of cool, actually. I wish we could have stayed there; it just didn't work out for us on distance. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how
1: long ago it had been built. It was, you know, you could see it had seen better days, but it was uh, usable.
0: Yeah, totally, totally usable, and obviously part of the flood zone because it was pretty jacked up on stilts, right? Yeah.
1: So I mean, if you
0: had torrential rain, you just hit the jackpot. That was a section of trail where there were a lot of houses there, and they were all super jacked up on stilts, as we had talked about before um but there are some of the sections where there's nothing absolutely
1: like, nothing, nothing at all.
0: you know the last probably fifteen miles that I did there was it was there were not a lot of houses at all so Campbell, did you have any like animal sightings during the hike? No,
1: nothing at all uh there was plenty of evidence in one section of uh, feral pigs or hogs, if you if you will,
0: that were just like tearing up the ground. Yeah, they tore. There was one section that it looked like they tore like a hundred foot section of trail up, right? Yeah,
1: it it was just. There's only one animal that like does thirty that.
0: feet wide, too, by a hundred yeah. long. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, you could literally see their hoof prints in there doing it, right? Yeah, that, that those
1: things are so destructive.
0: I saw a lot of deer tracks, which you probably did too, right? Yeah, especially when it was easy access to the river. You could see that. And apparently there's a lot of bears there too, because uh, we saw, I I came across a bear station where they would weigh the bears. So it's obviously, I know there's a lot of bears in that area, which we were told to hang our food, right? Yeah. But what we didn't see is apparently there's alligators in that river. We were told to not swim in there. There were signs, right? Yes. Did that surprise you? Uh, they're probably hibernating
1: at the moment up up in the. They'll burrow into the banks and hibernate if it's under sixty degrees. That they just don't operate well. Yeah. And there was no sign. If they'd have come out and started sunning themselves. On the beaches, you would have seen, basically, the tank tracks. Yeah, the tank. That's Where they come, That's right. where they That's come exactly up with right. their feet and their belly in between.
0: Yeah, yeah. We didn't see any tank tracks at all. Absolutely nothing. So, I agree with you. I think they're obviously there, but uh, we were told they were there and not to swim. But, like, I don't think we're going to swim in the middle of the winter, right?
1: Hell no. But i tell you what, I was just... You can call it paranoid if you want, but when I was uh, filling up the nail jeans to uh, filter... You were paying attention,
0: weren't you? Oh, I was paying attention <laughs> to
1: any ripple that that came near me. I
0: mean, as you should, man. We were also told by the uh, by the shuttle driver, Johnny, to watch out for snakes, especially the cottonmouth, right? And I never saw a single snake the whole time, did you?
1: No, there, there was going to be no snout at this, this time of the year. It's too...
0: Too cold where we were. Does that make you think that you absolutely would not want to hike the Florida Trail in the middle of summer?
1: Most definitely.
0: <laughs> Wait, let's see. we got mosquitoes, alligators are going to be active, uh, snakes. I, I do not think that you, you'd you be crazy to be out there in the middle of the summer. I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't either, man. No you, way.
1: You, I mean, you've got rattlesnakes in the woods, and then if, the, if you've got any swamp of any type, that's where the cotton cottonmouths are going
0: to be. Yeah. I didn't even think about the rattlesnake. I didn't think that was, uh, be, yeah. But Johnny was basically telling us to watch out for those. Um, did you see any sinkholes on the hike, Camel?
1: Uh, one or two, but nothing major. But it, it, it was uh, pretty amazing to see that the honeycomb in the limestone, especially where we went around some stretches of the river and where the bank was high and it, it was just, you could imagine what was there where it just wore out with the water and that. you. I, and I actually thought when I was walking on the trail, there could be, like, huge hollow voids right under my feet. Yeah. It happens. You've seen all the houses in Florida. Oh, the sinkholes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they just come back from grocery shopping and the houses disappeared in a hole.
0: Yeah, that last 10 miles right before we got to Gibson County Park, it was cool. There was tons of sinkholes with... Uh... You know, some of them were pretty deep. Some of them were, like, probably 30, 40, 50 feet deep. That was pretty cool. And the other thing that was super cool was Holton Spring, which was... At first, I thought I was hiking near a creek. And it was a pretty big creek. I mean, almost, like, river-wide creek. And then I realized when I got to the end of it, because it came into this big bowl that had, I don't know, maybe 20, 30, 40 feet high uh, edging... That it was a spring, and so this basically the spring was just bubbling up in the middle of the forest, and just turned into this creek that probably went down to the Suwannee. So that was really cool, actually. I like that. It's 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 definitely marked on the app if you're using the Far Out app. Um, the other thing, actually, the camel that was interesting was they had a reroute toward the end of the hike. That I was trying to figure out why they rerouted the trail, and then I realized it was because of timber. They were taking a bunch of timber down. And they had to close a section of the trail down because of that. And how many logging trucks did we see when we were hiking through that area?
1: Quite a few.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a big a big logging area for sure. Hey, man, the other thing I wanted to ask you, too, was about the uh, US-129 bridge. Well, and also the interstate. Let's go to Interstate 75 first because you come up on that. So, Camel, did you enjoy trying to get across those six-feet-high gates that were trying to keep animals from getting on I-75? No,
1: I didn't. And definitely uh, Charlie didn't enjoy it even less than me
0: <laughs> <laughs> with that heavy pack. Yeah, you got a big tra- big pack. That's not going to work for sure.
1: But here's the deal. It, it's like you go in the Smokies where they've fenced off sections where they've got rid of the wild pigs. And all you have is those walk-up-and-downs walk with the style there. So nothing can get through. Why am I trying to climb up a six foot fence and down the other side when there is a hole cut in at the
0: bottom for your dog to walk through? (laughs) Are are you sure that you don't like the challenge and that's why you're out there in the first place? Uh, I was liking the challenge
1: of walking 34 miles. You know, if I wanted to climb over fences, I could go in the farmer's field opposite me.
0: That's accurate. So an, another feature on the hike was the old US 129 bridge, which had an insane amount of graffiti on it, which, you know, you would... Uh, if, you're a, if you're a backpacker and you see a bunch of graffiti in the woods, you're going to immediately think it was uh, a terrible, ugly thing, which I can see that argument. But it was... Was it actually kind of cool?
1: It Yeah, it was... Uh, I guess you could call it urban art. It was not like the woods were destroyed around it or there was any i didn't really see any litter around it was just when you got to the bridge it was just decorated
0: yeah i mean i think there are a bunch of artists from the area come out and do their thing there i mean it was kind of cool in my opinion now i got super confused there because um i thought you had to cross the bridge over to swanee springs and then i realized that you didn't the florida trail stays on the other side of the river but um, I enjoyed the bridge. I took. A, I mean, I was going through there first thing in the morning, first daylight. This is probably like I got up at seven oh seven, so this is shortly thereafter. Um, Which may I uh, interrupt? Is probably a record <laughs> for, for me going early. <laughs> hey, but you you spent some time at Swanee Springs. What did you think of the uh, Swanee Springs experience? Um, I would say underwhelming. Oh, yeah. I mean, since it's a sulfur springs, right?
1: Uh, yeah i i mean when you when you go up and you read the uh information billboard and uh, you know back in the day back in i guess it was pre civil war where they um uh, built a really nice hotel there and uh they actually put rail lines in so that you could commute to the uh springs itself but uh Apparently, it had been burnt down four times, I would imagine, through forest fires.
0: Oh, yeah. I could see that. I saw evidence of uh, fires, obviously, had gone through there. You probably yes. did, too, right? Yes. It wouldn't and, take much, because there's a lot of pine there. Well, yeah. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have any fire
1: departments. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Certainly no fire trucks. And, and I think they said in like the, the 20s, maybe 28, that uh, it burnt down the last time, and... With the rail spur and the decline in the railroads and the, you know, due to the automobile, it just had a huge decline. And now when you go and see it, it, it literally looks like a old broken down, probably Spanish fort right next to the river. Mm-hmm. There's, you know it's It's just like the the spring we talked about at the beginning it, It's just like a dank hole, tanning water in it. it's that that's that put it this way: don't make a special trip to go and see them because <laughs> you will be solely disappointed.
0: Yeah, yeah,, no, I would agree with that. so um you know, one of the things I enjoyed on the hike was I was getting water, and uh, a through hiker came up actually his name was rooster and he was hiking the entire florida trail and he was going southbound actually normally this time of year i would expect somebody to go northbound but uh uh, he tipped me off on a a water spout at holton creek river camp which was awesome but it was kind of fun to see a through hiker on the trail i enjoyed that but midweek we really did not see a lot of hikers on the trail i think we saw the seven girls that had a dog that looked like they were hiking as a group sections right they were section hikers I saw the thru-hiker, we didn't see anybody else.
1: Absolutely no one. Absolutely no Over one. Over the
0: course of, what, the basically three days. Yeah. Um, so, highlights for you. What were the highlights for you? Um,
1: pretty much not seeing anyone is one of the reasons I go out, is to get away from people.
0: Man. Yeah, if you want... Well, we were there during the week, too, which you might kind of get that experience on the AT during the week. Maybe, probably not. Yeah, Yeah, but we didn't really see very many people at all. And, I mean,
1: the actual change from what I'm used to with the scenery... the terrain, yeah, yeah. The the terrain is... I mean, yeah, it was gorgeous. The beaches, the quietness.
0: I think the best thing about it, to me, was just, you know, it's middle of winter... And there's not a lot of places you can go hike. And for living in Atlanta, you can pop down there so easy. It's awesome. Um, so that was great. I mean, I thought the I, the beaches blew me away. These white sand beaches you can camp on, there's so many. It was phenomenal. The sinkholes were cool. Um, what else? What else did I really like? Um, All the salt grass everywhere yeah, was different. Yeah.
1: It, it was just different uh, flora. Yeah, yeah. what we used to. 100% correct. With the Spanish moss hanging off all the trees, off the oaks and that.
0: We were kind of dissing on the 30 feet up and down, but, you know, when you're doing 1,000, 2,000, or even more, anybody from the West that hears this, they're going to laugh. It was kind of nice to be on flatter terrain, though. Yeah, but let's face it, it's like, don't judge it until you do it. Well, you know, even the guy that we saw, this is back to Jason Wish, right? He, um... He had a pack half the size of us. I I would say probably a quarter. You think it was a quarter, uh, weight wise? Yeah. Yeah. He was doing like twenty. I think one day he did twenty seven miles. I know. But he was even wiped out. Yeah. So that should tell you something. So basically, I think the message here is don't underestimate the this section of the trail because it's not it's not a pushover, man, as you would think it would be. The other thing I like too, I didn't mention this is Spanish moss. I love the Spanish moss. Some of those, like old school, I guess they're oak trees. They have like the branches going everywhere. The live oaks, and they
1: have all the ferns growing on the branches. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Those were super cool. Oh, and it
1: burns really well.
0: Yes, it does actually. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, a lot of backcountry opportunities there. What about uh, any uh, anything like you know any low points in your experience here on this one?
1: Uh, my low point was, uh, probably being stupid, putting like an extra 20 pounds in my pack <laughs> <laughs> that if I could got away with. Yeah.
0: This gets back to the, uh, the operator. I think, uh, you know, you got to pack smart, man, which yeah. you would think over time we would have learned that, but you always seem to stuff way more in your pack than you should. Yeah. We've, we've, we've got to
1: do something about, we I'll got friends who, who, uh,
0: hike light yes i think that that's that was the biggest takeaway i got from this experience it's like look this is a pretty flat trail and if i'm gonna do 34 miles in three days i gotta i gotta back off on my uh my carry creature comforts yeah totally the other takeaway i had there camel was the kayaking opportunity this is a swanee river river trail that goes 171 miles we've got to get back there and do that river trail right oh heck yeah they had a bunch of um, little river camps on there that looked the one that I was in at Holton Creek was super nice. Uh, just it motivated me to get back for sure. Oh, we should do that. I totally agree. So to close this out, you hadn't been to the Gulf for a long time. I mean, I guess this would be your second trip that we did this weekend. Um, and we went down to Steinhatchee. Yes, and uh, that was on a suggestion from Johnny, who was our shuttle guy. And, um, any comments about Steinhatchie? Uh,
1: what an outstanding night. I, I would agree. It's like a little, I mean, what's the population they said? It's not very big, man. It's less than a thousand, I think. Yeah. And, uh, little fishing port, not even a beach there. I'm sure there is on the barrier islands or once you get out on the bay. But, uh, we went in and, uh
0: fiddler's i believe was the uh yeah it was called fiddler's, it was fiddler's uh hotel and restaurant right yeah
1: so uh we just cruised in it was what an hour hour further
0: down yeah maybe, maybe like an hour and 20 minutes or so yeah so from where was, we were on the it, it
1: was the nearest place of the gulf so uh we went down there and uh went into fiddler's and uh got a room and uh for us, luckily, they couldn't uh, figure out the electronic key on our room. So. <laughs> that didn't did work to our advantage. That's <laughs> they I,
0: upgraded us to the suite right on the river. Oh, it was Mac Daddy.
1: Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, so, where'd
0: where the manatee come in? I mean, you know, for the listeners, it, it's, a, it's a small town. They don't have, like, fancy, like, five-star resorts. But for us, coming off the Florida Trail after three days, it was, like, awesome. It was, oh, it it was it, a five-star resort. Yeah, it
1: was manna from heaven. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then having the restaurant there. I mean, we drove around the town as well, having a look and, you know, there, there's not a great deal there. I mean, it's, it's, it's all for fishing and everything.
0: We, hey, which by the way was why we went because we could have gone to Panama city beach, which I've been to many times. And it just, you know, after being on the trail the, the we were looking for a small little local vibe, which is exactly what we got. Yeah. And, uh, went into the restaurant
1: there and, uh, there was one guy doing the bar.
0: That guy was amazing, though. He I mean, was serving probably he was 20 people. on and, the and, ball. And he totally rocked it out.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we sat down. They got the salad bar there, and, you know, we ordered food, which was awesome. I had the grouper. I believe Steve had the strip steak. It was fantastic. Oh, it was good. And then uh, some of the locals rolled in, and uh, the place was set up great. You go outside, and... Uh, It's kind of surrounded by water with fountains and everything and all lit up at night. But then they got a big deck there and uh, they have
0: cornhole. (laughs) Yeah, we got in the middle of a a cornhole tournament with the locals, which was a blast. It was awesome. That was the best part of the trip for me personally. It was awesome.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, they were so super friendly. So friendly.
0: Yeah, and so this is located right on the Steinhatchee River that goes to Dead Man's Bay, right? That's
1: exactly it.
0: And then you took, uh, the next morning you took a, because we were sleeping in, (laughs) we had too much, we had a little too much fun at Cornell and then you took a walk down to the bay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I walked for probably a mile and a half all the way up. It's, it's really nice. No manatee though, huh? No, no. Uh, Didn't see, didn't see, I was looking, but I didn't see anything, mm. but, uh, I'm, I'm just walking up the road. I went to the local little store got a 16 ounce coffee yeah. and i'm just walking up just taking everything in and i bet there was 10 vehicles went past and like slowed down and waved at me that's how friendly the place is it's yeah. really cool well they really were cool
0: well they came up to us when we were sitting there uh eating dinner and said hey you know we, would you guys like to come out and play cornhole?" Yeah. yeah it's super friendly uh, great experience all in all wonderful time there camel glad you could come down and make the trip it was awesome i got a little gap right now changing jobs so we i got some time to do some fun stuff and we were looking for something fun and i think middle of the winter man if it's middle of the winter you're looking for something good to do yeah sure you go out to the arizona trail if you're east coast though don't underestimate the florida trail yeah i think we nailed it i totally agree well camel can't thank you enough to making the trip. Thanks for being in the studio for the first time. Oh. My pleasure. I'm honored. You know we're gonna do this again. With a lighter pack. Oh god. <laughs> it's gonna to have to be. <laughs> Cheers. Let's get some dinner.
1: Yeah. It's gonna to have to be a lighter pack or I'm gonna to have to order a sherpa.
0: <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> You've been listening to the N2 Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to the show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or your favorite podcast app. And give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also stream shows directly from n2backpacking.com. Just click the podcast tab on the main menu. Music from the show was provided by Jerris under a Creative Commons license and is titled "Hillbilly Anarchy." The show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at n2backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com.